0: All right, so you are almost at the end of the tunnel now with your remodel, right? So hopefully you've gone through all your inspections cleanly and without issue. Uh, and maybe your last inspection by the, uh, the city or the municipality has to do with uh, checking your lighting fixtures, checking your, your HVAC equipment, et cetera. Those could even be other inspectors, but uh, those are typically on the on the back end, right? What, what we would say is on the back end, the tail end of a project. So hopefully, all those have gone well, and then there's that little pesky discussion about punch list items, right? Like, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? It's like, and uh, it's a very sticky issue because oftentimes. Depending upon how great things were going, right throughout the project, and like you all got along and everything was fine, and then at the tail end, I have seen this. I just saw this uh, a few weeks ago. As in a, we look at a lot of new housing, right? So you'd see uh, at the tail end, of, you can just picture, you know, a hundred houses being built at the same time. And at the tail end, everything gets painted, and then sometimes you'll see a little post-it note here and there on a on a paint job for the painters to come back and fix. But this one house. The whole wall was just post-it notes. It was like, you know, throughout the whole house. So it was crazy the amount of, and some of it obviously was justified, right? Some of it was like, oh, they definitely screwed up there. But other stuff was like, are you kidding me? You would need a magnifying glass to pick that up. So all I'm saying is that level of, um, I don't know what you would call it, you know, pickiness, uh, shows up at that tail end, and whether the preceding events and the, the trip to that point was was fun and exciting and you know, enjoyable or not, oftentimes affects what's on that punch list or the, the specificity of that punch list. Putting all that aside, let's say that everything went well, right? Per, you know, that's the whole goal of this course, right, is to help you you know, navigate and succeed in a remodel project, and um, hopefully that's what you're going to get out of this. But at that, let's call it the punch list, or what, what I would refer to as the walk-through, right? And I'd always send Joe out, Joe, uh, you know, the Smiths, they need a walk-through. And Joe, just, that was his, you know, he would obviously be the, uh, the liaison between the homeowner and the office or me. Or, but he was always a very cordial individual and very, as the uh, receiver of the punch list request of the homeowner, You should that contract should just be there, writing, listening. Like, don't argue, don't say anything. Just take notes and take pictures or what have you. Uh, That's a good way to receive that information from the homeowner. So there's no there's no combative. It's like let's just have a discussion. Like, so the other thing that you have to remember as the client, as the customer, in a what we call a building or a remodeling scenario, let's call it is what the term is called, uh, uh, it adheres to the standard, right? It adheres to industry standard, I think is the term. It, you might see it in a legal document. So it might even be buried in their verbiage somewhere in their, in their document says all work will be performed per industry standard. So then the argument becomes, I've seen this in a courtroom, it's like, well, what's industry standard? You know, is is a flat wall that's straight with no waves in it industry standard? Yeah. Well, how many waves? How big a wave? You know, how, you know that gets kind of weird at that point. But my point is that that term means nothing. It's, I, I've seen it mean nothing in a court, right? It's like they just blew it apart. It's like you can't define what industry standard is because there's no company that There's no three companies that do everything exactly the same. You know, a level 5 drywall is supposed to be perfectly smooth according to the industry. But you might have three different drywall professionals all 25 years in the business all giving a slightly variation on a level 5. There there shouldn't be, but I've seen it. And all I'm saying is just, just be prepared for that punch list. Uh, in a very fair and practical way. And here's a few things. Um, Definitely long walls, long straight walls should look straight, feel straight, and sometimes you don't see it until you actually paint it. So I would, in the process, I would encourage the the builder to, I need a coat of primer on that wall so I can see it. And then you walk in there with a light with everything off and you'll see everything. So that's one thing, long straight walls, check for straightness, uh, waviness. Uh, And that could be just the lumber that they used was too green or too wet or the the drywall is too thin. Maybe they should have used five-eighths for that wall instead of half-inch. You know, whatever that is, it it could be repairable, too, at that primer point. Say, ah, this is way too much. Can we just add a layer and just get rid of that bow? That would be the perfect—it might be a change order, but it might be a way to resolve that, right? So it would negate that back-end discussion because now it's like, oh, shoot, now what are we going to do? Right? Everything's painted. All the fixtures are in. All the uh, finishes are in and installed and painted and caulked and everything, right? So punch list items, check the trims on everything. Do they fit flush against the surface they're on, i.e. light switches, uh, light can trims, casings around doorways, uh, all of that. So if you start seeing gaps and, and unevenness of how that trim sits against that surface, that's an indication of you know somebody screwed up somewhere. Either the drywaller when they were mudding didn't care if that was level and true or or something. So that's one little quick thing you can just really check quickly, especially because we're talking now about the punch list, right? Uh, check the movement of things, especially in your plumbing fixtures. I used to see, and they used to make me laugh, like, oh, they reversed. Like, what do you mean? Well, they put the hot where the cold is and the cold where the hot is. Some plumber's just starting out, or they'll send their apprentice, and they just plumbed it reverse. Easy fix, but we're accustomed as humans to touch our bathroom fixtures and do it a certain way and expect that temperature water out of that movement. So that's just a little one, but check your fixtures. Check the handles. Are they loose? Are they tight? You know, grab the 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 faucet itself and and make it. It should be secure and not loose. Check the trim around sinks. Did they cock all around? Is it a neat cock joint? If there is one, make sure there's no leakage there. Check backsplashes. Uh, is it a good cock joint between the backsplash and the countertop? Right in that joint right there. Um, obviously, flooring you should catch as it's being installed, right? Because I was very particular about hardwood flooring in particular. It's like it's got to run a certain way. I need a certain distance off the wall for my trim, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully there's no issues with flooring, but there might be in transition points, like in in thresholds and in doorways, you should agree upon where that joint is, right, between dissimilar flooring materials uh, within the doorway itself, within that door jam, because some people pick different points. Uh, i like it right under the door swing so you'd never really see it when the door is closed but some guys do it differently (coughs) um so hopefully no issue with flooring appliances big one uh does everything work does the washing machine hookup work you know run a few cycles does the dishwasher work no leaks it's sturdy it's not shaking um does the HVAC system work properly? Are you getting temperature control that you wanted? Is the ventilation system working properly? Uh, do all the light fixtures work? Have you put a tester in every op- uh, outlet to make sure that all the electrical is working? Um, all those things you could do, right, even before they show up for the walk, right, for the, sh- for the site visit, for that punch list visit. Hopefully it's all very minimal stuff. and. Smart contractors have allotted for that. It's just plugged into their spreadsheet at the front end. Punch list is X, you know, based on size of job. And I got to send my, you know, my B team out there to take care of the punch list or whatever it is. Um, if it involves a lot of extra or other trades, um, it Two needs to be brought up in the in this walk, right? Even if it's some, even if it's the mason outside he's to put coping around the pool or the spa, and it's crooked or there's a big gap, you know, pictures, put it on the list, et cetera. So there will be typically a fewer, you know, five to ten items, maybe more per trade, perhaps, at the end of a job walk, or what we call a punch list walk. So now, what do you do? Uh, I would let the contractor make the first move. They're going to, you know, Joe's going to come back to the office. He's going to, he and I are going to sit down and say, well, you know, they complained about this, but in actuality they asked for that. And that's why we did it this way. And that's why it looks that way. You know, to me, that's like, oh, that's an interesting point. Do you have a recording of that? And he goes, yep, sure do. I record all my conversations with my clients. And that's not a bad idea, right? I mean, that's like a CYA maneuver on their part, the builder, but it also points to, hey, don't you remember you asked us to do that? And that's why that, whatever, fixtures reversed or or we did a top mount versus an under mount. Whatever the conversation is, uh, another good you know, way to avoid long punch lists is to document all that along the way, right, uh, with these conversations. But anyway, so Joe and I will have that conversation and, and yep, we're responsible, yep, 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 yep. So then we have to schedule and get back in there, right? And now at that point, you might be all moved back in and you got, you know, it's just before, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas and the family's on their way, they're going to the airport, you know, obviously we don't want to be there uh, to disrupt that. You know, I would much rather have a very uh, uh, direct conversation with the homeowner that I, you know, what's important to you like right now, I'll send a guy right now and he's gonna get maybe five things done. Is any of that important, or can we wait and do all of it after Christmas? You know, good, smart contractors will have that discussion with their clients. Um, But talk about timing. Uh, Hey, here's the punch list. Let's have some solution to the advancement of taking care of the punch list within five days. So it's going to identify what. You're going to have some probably back and forth. Be prepared for that. Uh, but hopefully you could have it right there too with Joe right there in the hallway. I say, Joe, that, that fixture is upside down. Uh, absolutely right. That would, you know, that's that's a gimme, right? That just deserves to be on that list. Other things might take more discussion or more verification or more document searching, you know, video review, etc. So if you're bringing up those kind of bigger items, be prepared for longer delays. So pick your battles wisely. Pick your timing wisely. Um, if you have legitimate things, they should be addressed right away. And that contractor should not skirt that issue. They should not run away from that issue, right? They should jump on it and and hopefully have allowed for that and already has a team standing by with a truck with, you know, caulking, painting, whatever matches, you know, whatever that list is, he or she that runs a great remodeling company will have that team ready. So don't be afraid of the punch list items. Creation, that list... But also try not to go overboard, because it's not really benefiting you and and it's definitely not benefiting the remodeler, right, the the contractor. They want you to be happy. They want to make sure that this was a pleasurable experience for you, and that you will give them praise for that that helps them generate more business. So they're obviously going to bend over backwards, in most cases, uh, to make sure that that's happening. So there's some expectations on both sides, right? Anyway, it shouldn't be a pain. It sounds like it's a painful process, but it shouldn't be because it's totally legitimate. It's totally like, you know, leave a few post-it notes. But if it's that post-it notes filled wall, eh, that's going to be a tough one. Anyway, I hope that helps on the punch list items. So uh, we'll see you on the next module. I think we're going to wrap it up on the next one because I think you've kind of made it all the way through. So let's just close it up on the next one. So I'll see you there.